Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of old movie serial cliffhangers. You can find them on our website, comicweb.com, or just type Comic Web into iTunes and you should find them. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Kellogg's F, the super delicious cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, defender of law and order, champion of equal rights, valiant, courageous fighter against the forces of hate and prejudice. Today, what Lois Lane calls the story of the century has Clark Kent very much baffled. We'll learn what develops in just a moment. But right now, let's hear from our good friend, Dan McCullough. You know, gang, one of the swell things about this new second series of comic buttons Kellogg's Pep is putting out is you've got a new set of friends to watch for when Mom opens a new package of Pep. They're all characters you've been following in the funny papers for ages. So when you get a button with a picture of Lord Plushbottom on it, well, you certainly don't need it need to be introduced. Same way with Olive Oil or, or Uncle Willie or Superman or any of the 18 different buttons in this new second series. And is it exciting fun to swap duplicates with your friends and to wear these smart-looking buttons on your jacket or your dress or cap? They're so colorful and bright, they're really on the beam. The background is enameled clear white with the pictures done up in brilliant red and blue and, and yellow and black, so they really show up. And you know, the best part is, you don't have to send in a single penny to get these keen-looking buttons. Not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. They come only as prizes in packages of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep. So don't forget to ask Mom to get you a good supply of Pep and look for your prize inside the package. That's P-E-P, Pep, the sunshine cereal, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, the adventures of Superman. In response to an urgent telephone call from editor Perry White, a call which White later denied making, Clark Kent hurried to Lois Lane's apartment, only to find it a shambles. Furniture overturned, rugs in a heap, drawers pulled out, and the girl reporter mysteriously missing. Worried and puzzled, Kent contacted police inspector Henderson, and then, as Superman, spent a fruitless night searching for Lois. The following morning at the office of the Daily Planet, White, Kent, and Jimmy Olsen were together when a telephone call came in from Lois. She was on the trail of a terrific story, she said, and needed $10,000 immediately. Could Perry White bring it to 407 Clover Street? Leaving Kent at the office, White set out with $10,000 in cash. Later than an, less than an hour later, he called in telling Kent to bring $10,000 more to the same address. Kent has asked Jimmy to call information and get the number of the telephone at 407 Clover Street. And as we continue now, Jimmy has just returned with some startling news. Listen. Gosh, this is getting worse and worse by the minute, Mr. Kent. Well, never mind that, Jim. What's the phone number? Oh, that's just the trouble. There is no phone number. What are you talking about? Information says there's no phone for Mrs. Walsh at 407 Clover Street. Oh, that's ridiculous. Are you sure you got the address right? Oh, I'm positive. I marked it down on this slip of paper. Look. 407 Clover Street. Well, she said there's no phone at all at 407 Clover Street. Something's going on here, Jim. Something I don't like. I don't like it either. 
What do you think we ought to do? Well, it's a cinch Darwin won't give me that money until the chief tells him how to draw it. And since we can't get in touch with 407 Clover Street by phone, I'm going down there. I'll go with you. No, no, no. You stay right here and stand by in case either Lois or the chief calls on that story. You sit right here in my office and tell Miss Backrack if either of them do call to put it through to you. Okay, but be careful, Mr. Kent. Don't worry. Hurrying through the Daily Planet City Room, alive with the clatter of typewriters and teletype machines, Kent steps into the storeroom, closes the door behind him, and in a few brief seconds has made the transformation from the mild-mannered, bespectacled reporter to the red-caped, blue-costumed figure of Superman. Raising the window, he leaps out, swoops high above the building. <laughs> a minute or so later, once more in the guise of Clark Kent, is ringing the bell of an old, weather-beaten shingle house at 407 Clover Street. Must be the place. There's a sign in the window, and it looks like a typical rooming house. Oh, someone's coming. Good morning. Lovely morning, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, I'm... It is pl- spring, and all the world is new with life. And all the things that breathe are new with wondrous living. Oh, that's ah, yes, what is so sweet as a day in spring? Then uh, I ever... beg your pardon. My name is Clark Kent. A very lovely name. A very musical name. Oh, you think so? Clark Kent. Clark. Uh-huh. Oh. Are you Mrs. Walt? Oh, you've heard of me. Yeah. But of course, I can see by your eyes that you're a lover of the drama. Okay. Uh, did you see me in Macbeth or in The Taming of the Shrew? Uh, Mrs. Walsh, I'm from the Daily Planet. Mr. Perry White told yes, me Yes, to... yes, do come in. Thank you. Uh, step right into the living room, Mr. Kent. Very well. Uh, Mr. White and Miss Lane stepped out for a few moments. They should be back very shortly. Uh, just make yourself comfortable. Thank you. Uh, perhaps you'd like to look over this book of my press clippings. Uh, well, Ah, uh, uh, those I... were the grand and glorious days when the name of Lenora Walsh glittered in a thousand lights. Oh. Uh, that, Mr. Kent, was the golden era of the theater. Ah, look, a picture of me playing the role of Ophelia in Shakespeare's immortal Hamlet. Hmm? Where? It was at the Civic Opera House in Paducah, and I was sensational, simply sensational. Uh, Very interesting, very interesting. Uh, How long did Mr. White and Miss Lane say they'd be? And here, now look here. Uh, Oh, oh, uh, they'll be back shortly. They better be, or I'm going to start raising the roof. Tut, tut, Mr. Kent. In the words of the immortal bard, the quality of mercy is not strained. It droppeth as a gentle rain. What's that? Heavens alive, Mr. Kent, don't jump so. It's just the telephone. But, but you're not supposed to have a telephone. How would I operate a theatrical rooming house without a telephone? Well, I... I keep it in that little closet. But when I... Excuse co- me while I answer it. I don't get this. I don't get it at all. Hello? Mrs. Walt? Yes. This is Perry White. Is Mr. Kent there? Uh, why, yes, Mr. White. Uh, put him on, would you please? Uh, certainly. It's for you, Mr. Kent. Mr. White. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, hello, Chief. Have you got the money, Kent? Why, uh, no. You see, I Great can't... Great and little fishes. I told you I wanted $10,000. I know, I know, Chief, but Darwin wouldn't give it to me. Why not? No, oh, he said he didn't know which account to draw it on. And... Oh, all the stupid, addle-painted, hair-brained nincompoops I ever met, he takes the cake. Yes, I know. Don't listen I... to me, Kent. I'll call Darwin immediately. Good. You get back to the office and pick up the money. What? You'll have it ready by the time you get there. Well, what'll I do with it? What do you think? Bring it back to Mrs. Walsh's house. Chief, what's this all about? I can't tell you now, but it's the biggest story of the century. Well, can't you even give me no, an... No, I've got to go. Get back to the office, Kent. Hurry. Wait, wait a minute. Hello. Hello. Oh, he hung up. My, Mr. White sounded excited, didn't he? Yeah, yes, he did. I- I'll have to leave now. Oh, Walsh. I'm terribly sorry. No, don't you bother about the door. I'll find my way out. Uh, goodbye, Mr. Kent. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> story of the century, but he can't tell me about it. 
Oh, well, no sense beating my brains out. Back into that alley to switch to Superman. No sense wasting time getting to the office. Now, the coast looks clear. Off for these clothes. Story of the century, eh? What could it be? I certainly don't know. Well, all set. Up! Up! And away! Hi, Joe. Hey, wait, I wanted to ask you. Uh, not now, Joe. Jimmy's waiting for me in my office. Hi, Jim. Hi, Mr. Kent. Well? Uncle White called Mr. Darwin and told him to go down to the bank and get the $10,000. Yes, I know that. Well, did you see Mr. White or Miss Lane? No, I saw Mrs. Walsh and listened to her spout Shakespeare for ten minutes. What is she, an actress? She was an actress about a hundred years ago. Oh, boy, that must have been something. Oh. Well, how come all this stuff is going on at her place? Gosh, you've got me, Jim. I can't make head or tail out of it. White says it's the story of the century. Lois says it's the story of the century. And here I am, I'm going to merry-go-round. Boy, it sure is a mystery. Yeah. I've never seen the mystery yet that can't be solved. Well, I'll take it. Hello, Clark Kent speaking. Clark, this is Lois. Lois? Is it all Lois? Lois Lane? Yes. Lois, where are you? I can't tell you, but did that money go down to 407 Clover Street? Now, look, Lois, I'm getting sick and Clark, tired of being... Clark, I have much time, and they're watching me like hawks. Who's watching you? Just answer my question. Did the money go down to Clover Street, the second no, 10000 Not yet. Well, for heaven's sake, Clark, please see that it does. Lois, can't you tell I me what this... I can't tell you anything. Uh-oh, I've got to go now. No, Here wait a minute. Come. Goodbye. Hello, Lois. Lois! What happened? Oh, she hung up. What did she say? Did she say what it was all about? Not a word. She did say someone was watching her like a hawk. Oh, who's that now? Come in. What? Greetings, gentlemen. Lois. Great Scott, Lois Lane. Stunned, Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen stare in open-mouthed amazement as Lois Lane, smiling and seemingly oblivious to all the mystery surrounding her, enters Kent's office. What is the answer? We'll know more in just a moment. But first, here again is your announcer. You know, gang, to you young fellows, 40 years must seem like a lifetime. But when it's a lifetime of doing good, well, that's something to be mighty proud of. That's why the Boys Clubs of America have something they can really boast about this week. Because it's their 40th anniversary. Yes, sir, for that long, this grand organization has been building boys into better men. Helping young fellows to learn good sportsmanship. To build up their bodies through planned recreation. To learn new skills and trades. In the war, the boys' clubs sold war bonds, collected much-needed waste paper and metal, planted gardens and helped farmers, and now they're carrying on by learning the ideals of fair play, tolerance and honesty, and the satisfaction of real useful service. Here's congratulations to the Boys Clubs of America on its 40th birthday. Just keep up the good work. Now, back to Superman. Less than 60 seconds after Clark Kent in his office with Jimmy Olsen received an urgent telephone call from Lois Lane, the door to the office opened, and in stepped the girl reporter, big as life. As we continue now, she has closed the door behind her and faces Kent and Jimmy, who are staring at her in open-mouthed amazement. What on earth is the matter with you two? Do I look like a ghost? Sleeps a ghost. Stop looking at me like that. Clark, snap out of it. Lois, is it really you? Who do you think it is? What is the matter with you? I, I just talked to you on the telephone. I, I just hung up. You just talked to me on the telephone? Yes, just a minute ago. You you asked me about the second $10,000. What 
second $10,000. Oh, no, no, wait. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's start from the beginning. Well, we certainly better start from someplace because I'm getting a little confused. You're getting confused. You're getting confused. Well, you don't have to leer at me. All right, all right, wait now, wait a minute. What about your apartment? Who smashed it up? Who overturned the furniture? Who pulled out the drawers? I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Where were you last night? I was with my sister, Diana. She's sick. You were not? I was, too. I called your sister. There was no answer. I'm sorry, Clark, but I spent the entire night with Diana, and neither one of us buzzed. I tell you... Okay, okay, let that go. Now, about the $10,000, the second $10,000. Didn't I just talk to you on the phone, and didn't you tell me to get the money down to 407 Clover Street, Mrs. Walsh's rooming house, immediately? Clark, are you crazy? I don't know, Lois. Am I? Well, it certainly looks like someone is crazy. What can possibly be behind this strange and puzzling mystery? Gang, it gets stranger and more puzzling as it goes along. So don't miss a single solitary word of it. In another day or two, you'll be on a merry-go-round, just as Clark Kent is. So keep listening. Tune in tomorrow, same time, same station, for the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Elves and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday. Same time, same station. By the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC publications. Say, lots of you kids have dogs, and I'll bet one of the things they enjoy most is a tug of war. Yes, dogs seem to get such a kick out of using their strong teeth and muscles. Now, if you want to help keep your dog strong and husky, feed him Grow Pup dog food. It's just wonderful for dogs and has a good meaty flavor most dogs like. There are three different kinds. There's Grow Pup Ribbon, Grow Pup Meal, and Grow Pup Pellets. Ask your mother to get Kellogg's Grow Pup today and see if your dog doesn't gobble it right up. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. <laughs>